Hi, folks. This is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. Thank you so much for joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. Very grateful for it. Try and use it wisely. Hopefully it it gets you through a little part of your day. It's something that you look forward to, that you uh, can share with others, maybe your family or friends. Hopefully it helps our country at least a little bit uh, to turn back to God. It gives us a small chance of either uh, avoiding, that would be nice, uh, but probably surviving this next conflict. Not a lot on Homestead. Temperature's a little cooler. Uh, the chickens may or may not have gone on strike as far as laying eggs right now. Got to go out and see. Uh, have a broody hen that is sitting on the eggs and does not like to move. Pretty, pretty insistent actually about pecking at you if you try and move her. So, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast. Thank you for the people that listen to it. Share it. Be with them and their families. God, and bless them. Protect them. Help us to do your will, Father. Guide our steps. Forgive us our sins. Be with those who protect us our military, our law enforcement, firefighters. Keep them safe, bring them home safe to their families. Guide our leaders, Lord, president, vice president, admirals, generals, senators, representatives, judges. Give them wisdom and courage and strong faith. Strengthen our families, Lord, strengthen our marriages. Give us perseverance. Guide us back to you as a nation, Father. And guide my words here, please. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So, I read from Psalm 44 on the last podcast. And I thought of another little few verses that always kind of encourage me, especially when going through dark times or when I'm struggling, when I feel like I uh, don't know what I'm doing or what's the point. (coughs) Excuse me. And so I thought... I would read it to you if I could find it. And here we go. So this is out of Luke chapter 18. This is Jesus teaching the parable. 
Now he was telling them a parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not to lose heart, saying, In a certain city there was a judge who did not fear God and did not respect man. There was a widow in that city, and she kept coming to him, saying, Give me legal protection from my opponent. For a while he was unwilling, but afterward he said to himself, Even though I do not fear God nor respect man, Yet because this widow bothers me, I will give her legal protection. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will wear me out. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge said. Now will not God bring about justice for his elect who cry to him day and night? And will he delay long over them? I tell you that he will bring about justice for them quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? You can talk about this a lot for a while, uh, and there's there's a lot of people out there, folks, that can and do a much better job than, than I would, uh, and I'm able to, so I'm not going to belabor that. My whole point in reading this is, if you're going through and you're really struggling with something, right now uh, or the times that you do in your life read this parable every once in a while Uh, it's not going to be a magic pill it's not going to make your uh, problems suddenly go away or you know it's it's not going to magically heal your body if you're hurting or you have some disease it's not going to magically heal your marriage if it's broken or your children if they're sick or it's certainly not going to magically give you uh, all the money in the world but what I, I I have come to get out of it at least is some encouragement to keep going some encouragement to persevere some encouragement to trust that God knows what he's doing and he's going to do what's best for me even if I can't see it at all and don't understand it and don't agree with it uh, because he sees the big picture and I don't. And a lot of times I fall into the trap of looking at God going, he must not care. I've got all this pain, all this heartache. Uh, You know, I've been talking to him forever, it feels like, on such and such issue. And uh, he just just doesn't care. So what's the point? Might as well just fold it up, pack up shop, and uh, and go home. And of course, the immediate argument is, okay, well, what good is that going to do? You know, you know you're not getting any response then. (laughs) But even more than that, it's just an encouragement to persevere. And as we get closer to uh, these storm clouds on the horizon in the country, we get closer to this civil war or tyranny by socialism, leftism, communism, or whatever it is that's coming. Persevere and pray, because because uh, it's it's doing good, folks. He hears us. He hears us. We may not understand, but he hears us.
And I'm telling myself that as much as y'all folks. I need to hear it just as much as y'all do. Uh, every single day. So, we're going to get back into John Adams. Uh, in these last couple paragraphs, we've been reading through this 1789, or I'm sorry, 1798 proclamation. Uh, proclamation of, or a day of fasting and humiliation, not Thanksgiving, he wrote, uh, in 1798 by John Adams. And so we read through the last couple paragraphs on the podcast yesterday or earlier, whenever it was. Uh, so we're just going to kind of go back and, and break this down a little bit. Uh, so, you know, not all of these proclamations that we've read through this month of November have been Thanksgiving proclamations. And to me, that's well, it's more of an indication of the of the state of mind of our founding fathers, founding generations. They turn to God constantly, not just once a year at Thanksgiving to seek his guidance, repent of their sins, humble themselves before God. We look at Thanksgiving and think about football and Macy's Day parades and and just kind of keep on moving with our life and and really if we're being honest folks we don't think about God much but you can tell it's not apparent I mean there's some of y'all that listen to this podcast do and you do a really good job of it I feel certain um, but as a whole as a nation publicly and and see that's the whole crux of the matter folks this was something very public very involved in the laws and policies and institutions of our nation at the beginning was god and jesus christ and our relationship and our faith there and no it wasn't multiculturalism it wasn't all religions are equal because they're not they're not. None of them are equal with Christianity. And you have the right to choose that in America, to choose a false religion, to choose a lesser religion, to choose whatever faith or non-faith, although really, again, atheism is just faith in the state. It's still faith. You just choose to make the state God as opposed to one of the false gods like Allah or, or Buddhism or Hinduism or whatever. But but we don't have a right in America to take our nation away from God, our institutions, our public life. And that's what we've done. And, and that's the problem. That's the problem. Uh, so solemn, right? Humiliation, fasting, prayer. Uh, this wasn't something to have barbecues and parties and, and parades about. This was something to be very serious about to really turn to God and spend some time that day in prayer and uh, humiliation, realizing just what a sorry lot we really are uh, and how vain, which that ought to be pretty simple today. It's not hard to look at our society and see how self-centered and, and full of vanity we are. Um, you know, he says in there, you know, abstain from our customary worldly occupations. We're supposed to take the day off from work. 
but not just to sit and get fat and lazy. You know, it's there's a point. It's not just to binge watch uh, YouTube videos or or Netflix or Hulu or Prime or to scroll on our phones until our eyes start scrolling along with it. You know, as a little side note, we get in a lot of trouble. There, there's a reason. The, what's the old bit of motherly advice? Idle hands or the devil's something. Basically, when you're when you're not working, you're giving the devil a chance to come in and get you into trouble. And when we get bored and we want to be entertained and distracted, and we just sit there and start to twiddle our thumbs or scroll with our fingers, right? We invite a lot of trouble into our life. We open a door uh, for our not-so-good tendencies and for the devil to uh, take advantage of them. So abstain from our worldly occupations. Offer devout addresses to the Father of mercies, God the Father of Jesus Christ, right? That's Father of mercies, God the Father of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, which he mentions later on down here, the Redeemer, Jesus Christ. And see, he says here, whatever form or method that you've adopted is the most suitable and becoming, that all of these religious congregations, and, and the thing we don't understand today is that they were talking about the different denominations of Christianity. This wasn't in reference to Islam or Judaism or Buddhism or Hinduism or atheism, Mother Natureism, right? Atheism would have been really big time no-no for them, uh, but really all of them, right? You go back to Benjamin Rush's comment about he'd rather, if you're going to have schools, he'd rather they be religious in some form, even if it wasn't following true religion, or God and Jesus Christ, he'd rather it be Judaism or uh, Mohammedism or, or something, rather than atheism. Uh, that's a pretty big statement coming from Benjamin Rush. So, but but whatever form we agreed to, and that's, that's the point, that was the whole idea of religious freedom. It wasn't to abandon Christianity. It was to make sure that Christians of all denominations were able to worship God and Jesus Christ in the manner that they saw best fit. And, and that goes back to the children's book that we've read through uh, a few times, and probably we'll read again next year at some point over the last few years, that talked about, you know, worship God however you see fit, but make sure that you worship God. Go to church wherever you want to go to church, but make sure you go to church. That was the attitude uh, of our founders that we needed to acknowledge before God our sins and transgressions, which he said are justly chargeable as individuals and as a nation. It's not just a matter of the times we fall short as individuals, but also as a nation, folks, that we need to acknowledge. Again, this you see this tie to public life, not just private individual life. This idea that the left has sold, uh, that they, you know, our founders didn't want us to have God and Jesus Christ involved in our public life is just a big fat lie, folks. It's just not even remotely true. And it's based either on gross ignorance or gross malevolence on the part of the person that says it is. Uh, 1947 Supreme Court decision again never should have happened and never should have been 
allowed to stand by all the states. Somebody somewhere should have stood up. Look at all the, the disaster and calamity that has come. Everything destructive to our nation over the last 80 years has spawned from that decision. Acknowledge before God our sins. Beseech Him for His infinite grace through the Redeemer of the world, right? Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. The only hope we have of salvation and eternal life. That He would, you know, to freely to remit all our offenses and incline us by His Holy Spirit to that sincere repentance and reformation which may afford us reason to hope for His inestimable favor and heavenly benediction. The Holy Spirit guiding us, folks, to true repentance and reformation. That's what changes you on the inside. You, you know, we don't, we want to do what we want to do. And, and that's just, I think, part of the human condition. But it's like the difference between being a child and an adult. Uh, to a certain extent, I think, maybe being filled with the Holy Spirit and not, there comes a point where you really do want to change and that desire to change turns into action. And you're not interested anymore in, in doing just what you want, when you want, all the time. particular and earnest supplication that our country may be protected from all the dangers which threaten it, that our civil and religious privileges may be preserved and perpetuated to the latest generations, that our public councils and magistrates may be especially enlightened and directed, and that the American people may be united in those bonds of amity and mutual confidence health of our inhabitants preserved, agriculture, commerce, fisheries, arts, manufactures, blessed and prospered, principles of piety and sound morality might influence the minds and govern the lives of every description of our citizens, and that the blessings of peace, freedom, and pure religion may be speedily extended to all the nations of the earth. If we want unity in America, we have to turn back to God and Jesus Christ. Christianity isn't divisive, folks, except to those who don't want freedom and liberty and peace and unity to begin with. Christianity is only divisive to those who want to follow the evil of the world to begin with. If you really want peace and unity in the world, as a whole, but in America in particular, if you really want, truly want prosperity for all people, then God and Christianity, Jesus Christ, that's the only way to go. You know, he, he talks about pure religion in there. What does the Bible tell us? That pure, undefiled religion, right? What is that? It's to care for the widow and the orphan. If you really care about the widow and the orphan, if you really care about the poor and the needy, and you really want to do what is best for them, then Christianity isn't the enemy. It's not the thing that you ought to stay away from. It's, it's what you ought to embrace wholeheartedly. Jesus Christ is who you ought to embrace wholeheartedly. 
And so when you see these citizens in America who reject Jesus Christ, reject the teachings of Christ that are the very foundation, the bedrock of our nation, and at the same time they're calling for unity, it's not true, folks. It's not true. It hasn't been true from the very beginning. This is John Adams in 1798. Within the first 25 years of our nation. And you go back and you look at Washington's before his. We got to turn back to God, folks. That's, that's the only hope we have again. God bless y'all and your families and your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to you all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it. Always do.